Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. The title of today's musing is is um called Prayers, Supplications, and Intercessions. And I've taken um the text is from First Timothy two, and it's it's this is just me really just looking at the state of the nation in my country, Nigeria. Our political space has been, I would say, toxic for a while. But in the past two years, 18 months to two years, it's it's been something else. In other words, so let's say throughout the COVID years, I think the pandemic has just unveiled a lot of things, you know, and all sorts of revelations coming out every day, every other week or month. It's it's a major source for concern and there is a lot of uncertainty and despair in the land and we don't really know where things are going. The only people who seem to think there's nothing wrong are, you know, politicians of a certain ilk. And um we're at that point where any voice of dissent is seen as an enemy of the state is labeled as being unpatriotic <clears throat> and if care is not taking something very untoward will happen to the person you know what i'm saying so it's a very desperate time and of course financial hardship is 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 really is unprecedented inflation is is one of the highest levels as it has ever been a lot of people lost their work over the time of the pandemic. Um, spending at private sector, public sector level is at its lowest. Typically, we always have a lull in the Nigerian economy in the first few months of the year. But that lull doesn't even seem to be going anywhere right now. You know, um, It's really clear that people are struggling. There's not enough money in circulation. Um, funny enough, crime is not even as high as you would expect what is actually becoming what is 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 more of a problem is what you would call insecurity which is criminality things like um, kidnappings terrorism insurgency that sort of thing and of course state-sponsored violence um police brutality as well you know human rights violations those sort of things but in the real scheme of things the real like crime you know what you would call you know street crime and all of that is not significantly higher it could also be that the criminal elements have moved towards the more lucrative thingy which is you know kidnapping and all that that's also possible that's really at an all-time high right now but it's not you know it's not so much the robberies and that sort of thing and of course terrorism insurgency um, the pastoral crisis between farming communities and and you know banditry and let's just say that armed mercenaries imported from other parts of africa into nigeria you know and and a completely a completely disgraceful lack of political will to solve the problem it's it's scandalous you you wonder you know it's almost like it's like you have a family you know, a man that you let's assume a family now that has many children, maybe perhaps many mothers as well, but one head of house or head of family and several wives and many children. So let's say polygamous home. 
And even though we are born of different mothers, we expect that all of us should have allegiance towards the good of the overall family. So even if we have our differences, we all know that, you know, we are children of Abraham or whatever we call ourselves. You know what I'm saying? But then you find some children, maybe born of a certain mother or some children of some, some of the wives who are acting as though they want to destroy the family or rather in their bid to control the way things are going, being run in the family. They are actually siding, calling in help from people who we know do not have the interest of the family of Abraham at stake to come and destroy the family and fight against your own blood brothers. And you say maybe because those people are related to your mother, you know, you, 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 they're from your maternal side, you know, you now take that matrilineal lineage over and above, you know, the, the, the paternal lineage that we have. And the fact that when push comes to shove, we are all children of um, um, Abraham. Just using Abraham, I'm not linking it to scripture, but this is a hypothetical analogy. Or you can even say children of Adam or children of Adam or whatever, you know. But that's the sort of scenario we are faced in, in Nigeria. Where you see people and you begin to wonder, what do you think you're going to gain from all of this? How can this be in to everybody's benefit? And then you find a set of people who decide that it has to be their way or no other way. And it doesn't matter. They can exclude anybody they want from um, governance or from political relevance or from economic. You know, you, you can destroy the economy as much as you want, but nobody should have an opinion. Nobody should have a say. Anyone that challenges or questions why things are the way they are, you are branded. You should. They, they come after you, not just social media of course they send social media trolls after you that's the first thing you get bombarded by some vicious piranhas who will tear you down and and, and drive you off the social media platforms first of all they also send political thugs they also use state-sponsored violence as in they use everything they come after the person spirit soul and body i have never seen anything so demonic in my life because at least in those days you know so they would issue threats <clears throat> In fact, I, I, it's, it's, it's so, and all of that is being done, not just to shut up the voice of dissent, but as a, a warning to any other person who is having delusions of grandeur and thinking you want to be a, an activist in this environment. The clear message is do so at your own peril. So it is safer for you to, um, you know, just be quiet, suck it up, however things go, whether you know, whatever it is you face that you think is unfair, that you think is happening politically, you do not have a view, you should not have a voice, just keep quiet. The government is always right. Meanwhile, people are being kidnapped, people are dying. Bandits are overrunning sections of the country. Boko Haram continues to be, you know, doing, doing this thing unchallenged. The Nigerian military also, you know, a lot of young soldiers really, you know, getting in the line of fire. No end in sight. The level of gaslighting, political gaslighting going on at a, at a federal level is amazing. They will see a black thing and tell you that it's white. When you are telling them, but this is black, as in they gaslight you, they will question your sanity, 
tell you that your eyes are not seeing well. In fact, you are tainted, you are biased. That's why you can look at this black thing and say it is white. And there will be so many voices corroborating the version, their version of events that even you, that you, it happened to, you begin to doubt that you actually went through that experience. They can make you doubt your heritage. They can make you doubt your date of birth, the day you were born, who your parents are, what you said or did not say. The level of gaslighting. I have never seen anything so demonic in my life. Even the only thing that comes close, I would say, is I, I think the, the Trump years. And apologies for those who, you know, probably think, but I, but I think as it is even worse. To, but the level of gaslighting is unprecedented. I've, I've never seen anything like this. And I've done communications all my life. I have watched and read political commentary. What I I I I I I was old enough to see Nigeria under the military. What I have seen in the last two years. The level of I I I don't in fact I I. I think the last time we saw something close to this was probably, in the days of. Uche Chukumerije, you know, when he was I mean, anyway, I'm I'm talking to a global audience, so it's it's been a while we've seen this kind of thing in my country. But because it's, there's so many things going on at the same time and the economy is in a very, very bad state. So economy is in a very bad state, the politics is extremely toxic and it's them and us. It's the citizen against the it's it's the citizen against the states. There's very much a them and us thing going on with the government right now. So it does not see the people as people who are honestly trying to find a solution. If you are not supporting us, you are against us. I've never, I don't understand. But things are going wrong and we are suffering. We should just accept and go along with you and believe that you have our best intent at heart. When it is, it, it's not apparent to us that you are. I don't even want to bring in the ethnic, ethno-religious sentiment, but that one is even another dimension that has even brought, you know, coming as well. So beyond the politics, beyond the economic situation, beyond the financial, the inflation, the social economic impact on people, there are other things even coming in, making it even more scary, very worrisome. And as a Christian, I ask myself, what am I supposed to do in this kind of situation? The, the probable question we always ask, what would Jesus do? So, and it's, it's sad, but I the only thing I... I can come back to because short of saying you, you know, go on the streets and carry placards, which many people have already tried to do, and we've seen where that goes. There's only one way that that, that is managed in in my country. Just go and read up about the NSAS protest. There's only one way. There's only one way, which is you threaten, you use political thugs, take them off the streets. If they do not agree, you send in boots on the ground, you fire at, at will. And then you cover, you, you, you deny that you ever did anything. When it's, you, you do it at night and in the morning, you deny that you ever did anything. It's a very well-worn um, script, which we see playing out in different parts of the country. In other words, you crack down on any dissent by any means necessary. You use threats, you use intimidation, you use social media trolls. You use, you know, you use any means, but the, you crack down. Dissent will not be tolerated of any kind. Now, that would be fine if there was, it was communist China where you can see some 
ideology that seems to be centered around, you know, public welfare or public good. But that's not what we have. There's no ideology. There's no, you know, there's no public health system. There's nothing other than a, the only thing you can see is a, how would I say, a, a determination to retain political power at all costs and a determination to further an agenda that is seems to be serving self-serving it seems to be narrow it seems to be there's clearly interests that are being served but it's not a it's not a national interest that's for sure if national interest means interest that is for the collective good of 200 million nigerians then that's not what we're seeing what we're seeing is agendas and interests that are being labeled as national interests but are actually sectional and very self-serving. I won't even say they are sectional in the sense of a particular region, but sectional in terms of a group. Very, very parochial interest, if that's the word. Because sectional even makes it look like, you know, it's favoring a region. It, it, it may look that way, but it's not actually favoring any region. It's, it seems to be very parochial, a handful you know, very, very parochial interests. Anyways, that's the sorry state of situation. And it's um trying to be as objective in what I'm saying, which is why I'm, I'm trying not to be sensational, but it's quite worrisome. I think if we were not in a pandemic, I think we would probably have heard stronger statements being issued by some of the um, world leaders. But, be, but because I think the entire world is in crisis, you know, people are foco- focused on their own issues, political leaders are more focused on saving their own countries, which makes sense, you know. So people are observing, I think the international community is observing, but they're not about to start rocking the boat or saying anything now because they're more focused on bringing their their public health system, their their citizens, their world back to normal and restoring it. And there's, and there's a lot of work to be done in that space. When you think of countries that things have always worked like clockwork, the kind of disruption that they've seen, in the COVID years, is not just um, it's not just something that it, it's un, it's unacceptable. They they are not ready to, they are they are they are very keen to ensure they do all that they need to do to get back to what is um normal for them, and um so it's understandable. So so that has, it, it, but it's really bizarre. And I'm saying this because of Nigerians, uh, my Nigerian audience that may that is living outside of Nigeria, um. Please pray for us, is what I would say. Please pray for us. Um, so I'm reading First Timothy chapter 2, starting from verse 1, which says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Father, God our Savior, who would have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. So this is a very well-known scripture verse, which we normally use to encourage people to, you know, pray, 
pray for the nation. They say you should pray for people that are in authority. And, and he explains why. I think this scripture more than anything is Paul's way of telling the church that you cannot ignore what is happening in your political system. And that if you do not take authority as believers, if you do not offer up prayers, supplications and intercessions, don't expect that the devil will allow you to live a quiet and a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. It will not happen. And that you have to make sure. And remember, th th there are two things here. It is quiet. In fact, there are four things. It talks about a quiet life, a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. So it's talking about peace and prosperity. The flag, Nigerian national flag has green, white, green. Green for prosperity, white for peace. Both have evaded us. We do not have prosperity, neither do we have peace. But that is what our national flag, the colors on our national flag. And Paul is saying here that we should pray, offer prayers, supplications, intercede for all men. But he says especially for kings and for all that are in authority, all leaders, federal, state, local agencies, decision makers, whatever. He says so that we can live a quiet and peaceable life. In all godliness and honesty. Now, everything is being challenged in the situation in Nigeria. The ability to live a quiet life, to live it in peace, it is not there. Because the foundation for peace is, is non-existent. Foundation for prosperity, completely eroded. There is more attention towards getting people to shut up, gaslighting the citizen. In fact, if the effort, the effort that was is, is put into cracking down, on opposing voices, you know, building a contrary narrative, telling us that black is white and that what we're seeing is not really the way it is. If that energy was actually put into making our lives better, we, I think we'll be in a better place. So what we are faced with is like a mother who is giving her child two spoons of beans to eat every day. And the child is saying, mommy, this is not enough. I am hungry. And the mother is telling you, what do you mean? Two spoons of beans is enough. I mean, why, why are you complaining? This is a lot. It's actually good. In fact, your body can survive on two beans. And rather than thinking about how she can get more food for the child, it's rather spending a lot of energy to convince the child that she can live and she can be healthy and, 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 and survive on two spoons of beans every day. Two, two teaspoons. That's what's going on. Of course, that's a deceptive mother. That's you are being, you are you are irresponsible. Not only that you are responsible, you want to justify your failure. You don't even care about your child, because you know that that child cannot be well fed, cannot be cannot be well, um, um, will not um, cannot have good nutrition without two beans. But your will, your unwillingness to even acknowledge the insufficiency of what you are providing, is also hindering you from some addressing the problem or even asking for help that is exactly in fact holy spirit thank you for that analogy that's the behavior of the nigerian government at this point in time their energy is in convincing the nigerian people that the, the, you should be able to these two spoons of beans we, we've worked very hard to get it for you and honestly you can survive in fact you can be better than any other person eating on two spoons teaspoons of beans while other people are eating Three balanced meals. Oh, anyway, so 
there was a, there was a time I used to pray for Nigeria every 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 week. That was during the military era in the Abacha years many years ago, and then things were so bad that we all knew that we were really in the hands of God. I think we're back there now. We're back there, and unlike then when it was like there was just one leader who everyone felt was like you know his state of mind people are beginning to question his view on things right now i wouldn't say it's a one person thing there's a whole there's just a, there's a whole network of individuals and they that are that have very very i it's 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 it's, it's very worrisome it's very worrisome i can imagine how many think tanks are spending time to quietly observe what's going on in Nigeria. And considering the significance of Nigeria in the West African region, I wonder what our West African neighbors think about what's going on because there is a path that they seem to be taking us on. And my prayers are may the Lord truncate that path. Because it is clear that that journey is not of God. It is also clear that the end of it will not be good. Not only to the people that were intended victims, but also for themselves. But clearly they, they fail to see it because they are being used of the evil one. And he's very good at doing that. Deceiving people to carry out his evil agenda. Convincing them that that is the only way and that this is what is right to do. So I, 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 this is an honest appeal to anyone and I, I pray also that the Lord will, I'm really asking God for wisdom, what will he have me do? I think at this point there's so, so many things, I, it's just to say God, um, is to say, God, just help us. Because I think for the first time, you know, we've always had, we've had leaders at times that have been bad or leaders we didn't like, but there was never so much a time we felt like we had a leader who was really against the nation. You know what I'm saying? And the reasons for why that is the way it is we don't really understand. But there seems to be an allegiance to an entity that is different from the entity called Nigeria. And I, I have never felt that way about any other leader since I was born. And that is very worrisome. It's very, very worrisome. Anyways, um, so I I think what I'm... And apologies if um, today's musing seems a little bit more, how would I say, secular or political than I would have wanted to. But like I've always said, musings with Jesus is about my conversations with the Lord, trying to, um, based on faith, life and love, trying to make sense of the scriptures in the context of today. And I would, there's no way this would be coming up in my mind and in my heart and I will not talk about it. I can't gloss over it and just talk about oh you know we're talking about righteousness peace and joy and and other things like that without 
talking about this, which is really top of mind and heart for me at this time because I am really getting concerned. I have been concerned and I think in some of my musings, particularly in October last year, I think a sense of that really came through. But now I'm really, everything is coming together. Let's just say, you know, throughout last year, I kept saying that the pandemic revealed a lot of things and it was like God was unveiling things. So he's, a lot of things have just been uncovered. And I think what I now need to ask the Lord is that God, you are exposing so much to us. You are now making us see who these people are. What do you want us to do as your children? How how do you want us to play this? What do you need from us? For us, because the only reason you'll be shining a light on this is because you want to drive out the darkness. So Lord, if we are your light in this earth and in this world, what would you have us do? And I think it's a call to prayer for all of us. As Christians, let's offer our prayers, supplications, and intercessions. And by extension, if you're listening to this and you're not Nigerian, I would say for your nation as well. If it's if you're living in a nation that you cannot say, I mean, even if you're living in a nation that right now is quiet and peaceable and you're able to live a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, I would say please still pray for that nation because um, that is something that you would want to keep and maybe want it to even be much better. I don't think, I mean, take it from me. It's not fun when you are living in a land where it is impossible or very difficult to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. In all godliness and honesty. Yeah. So I thank you very much for listening. Um, I, I, I trust the Lord that he will cause these words to birth in my heart a zeal and a passion to pray more for the nation and that whatever he would have me do at this time, he will give me the wisdom to do it and that I I would, you know, not be focused on myself and my own life and what I what are my needs and all that, but that the Lord will help me to really be the light of the world and the salt of the earth for his purpose to be fulfilled and that everything that he has intended, which is why he's revealing all this to all Nigerians to see, that may that purpose be fulfilled in Jesus' name and that may he raise up men and women from the north, the south, the east and the west of Nigeria that will fulfill his purpose, that will confront evil in this nation and drive it out, destroy every yoke of darkness, every yoke of oppression, every gang up, every system, every syndicate of unrighteousness, every, every covenant of bloodletting, that it will be destroyed in the name of Jesus and by the power of God and that the ministry angels of the Most High God, host of heaven, will arise and deconstruct every construct of darkness over the politics, over the security systems, over the decision-making of our nation at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level, in private sector, in public sector, and that every arrow of dishonesty, every yoke of darkness, every altar of evil will be destroyed and the name of the Lord will be glorified in our nation, in our governance, in the name of Jesus. And that the same kind of judgment that he wrote upon Nebuchadnezzar for lifting up his heart as God, that will be upon every heart that is lifted up against God's purpose for this nation. In Jesus' name we pray. And so shall it be for every other nation that is represented by the listeners to this episode. May the name of the Lord be glorified in our land, in our hearts, in our lives, and in all that concerns us. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen.